tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Johnny Woodard, how are you, Johnny? Uh, I feel like shit, actually. I got a little food poisoning here, so not oh, great, buddy. I'm sorry about your tummy, Johnny. You feel better. Guys, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, please check out my Patreon. Go to uh, patreon.com slash tinfoilhack. I do daily doses there. Hey, can you turn that off? Hey, can you turn that off? Because I hear myself. I yeah, I hear it too. Right Johnny, there. is that going to be an issue the whole show? It wasn't, but it, I'm hearing it right now. I mean, it, it happened like twice during the show, but I'm hearing it a lot right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what can he do? Uh, what can he do? All right. Um, so go to com. Excuse me. Go to patreon.com backslash hat And I'll get my daily doses. I do a show almost every day. On the uh, Patreon, uh, some live streams, some Q&As, uh, you name it, it's there. Five days, only $5 a month, you get five episodes a week. Okay, sometimes even more. Uh, if you want to get spiritual, go check out my new podcast, Zero. Zero with Sam Triple is available on the new uh, website, Rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash zero go check that out spiritual podcast we drop some good ones out there uh i mean it's it's really just where my life is going right now you know i say conspiracy always leads to spirituality and that's kind of where i'm at right now in my life so go check that out uh t-shirts are available go to uh you want to support the show uh he's got his t-shirt on i got my t-shirt on uh rick and morty's uh we got rick and morty's nasty nasa the Joker. I mean, there's a. If you want to get a T-shirt and show you're part of the swarm, you don't have to. But if you want to, uh, just go to tinfoilhatt-shirts.com. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, every Thursday, we're doing live shows at the Comedy Store. We're gonna play. Let me see it. This week, if Johnny's feeling better. If not, we'll have someone else doing it. But. We're going to play the Illuminati game at the Comedy Store this Thursday night. So please come down and hang out and rock, okay? That's uh, Thursday night? Yeah, this Thursday okay. night. Sorry, Johnny. My apologies. I just found out they booked Saturday. Uh, and the final thing is this Friday night, uh, this Friday morning at 10 a.m., I will be marching with other protesters, and we are protesting – and we are marching, show support for, for, though, for the fight against child sex trafficking. That's right. We are marching against child sex trafficking and marching in support of those who fight it. It is this Friday. I believe that is, what date is that? 31st. The 31st is Friday at 10 a.m. It will be on the corner of Vine and Hollywood. And I will be there before I go shoot my new show. I'll be out there for an hour or two. So just know uh, 
uh, I would love for you to come join me. I really hope you do because this is the real march. This is the march where we march for those who can't march, who are powerless, children who have no adults who are watching them are too tiny to fight back. We march for them. And I hope all you Me Too people are out there. I'm going to start sending some fires to people to get them out there. And if I don't see you there, I'll remember that. Okay? So it's this Friday at 10 a.m. Please come join us. We're going to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And we're going to keep this awakening going to the rapid, rampant, disgusting spread of this disgusting act, which is pedophilia. And I know I used a couple words wrong right there. I'm sorry about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm serious. So come join me. I, I just bought a bullhorn. I will be there with a bullhorn. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about bringing a Lucha Libre mask just to let you know who I am, okay? Because I think there's going to be a little danger going on out there. And Daddy's ready to rumble, okay? And if you're Antifa and you think you're going to show up, I promise you, you will be dealt with. So I love you all very much. Uh, we got a great show for you. We got a great for you, great guest for you. Uh, our guest here, he's going to talk about uh, robotics. Uh, so let's hear. Uh, welcome, Nick Myers. Okay, so let's get to the show. Hi, everybody. Here we go. And welcome to Tin Paul Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. God, you're just uh, – I feel like we're CNN and we're trying to act like we're in two different locations when you're just across the table from me. Guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, hold on. Let me start it over. You can just add that out. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. Uh, let's get into the business. Uh, this gentleman uh, found me on Twitter and uh, proposed a very interesting show that we've never done. So uh, he wants to talk robotics. Please welcome Nick Myers. How are you, Nick? Doing good, guys. I got the robot hand on. We're ready to rock. I'm showing you. Guys. I got all kinds of cool stuff here to show you. Dude, I'm super excited. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, Nick. Right on. So I grew up in Northern California. I was a motocross racer. I was into selling weed, growing weed. I moved to Southern California. I started racing pro for a couple of years, and then I kind of just fell out, got into Oxycontin, started trafficking marijuana, got into some trouble. Ended up homeless for a long time, uh, went through recovery, went to school. I started bartending at like one of the biggest bars in SF. And then uh, I went to lineman school. So I went to go learn how to work on power lines. And I put myself through school, did good, got a job in North Dakota. And about six months later, we're out on a job and we're finishing up. We're just getting ready to go home the next day. So I climb up this pole and I'm going to tie in a neutral line non-hot there's hot lines over my head but the line i'm working on is going to be dead so i climb up the pole i get up there i put my belt around i look over and i see the guy next to me because i'm racing him i want to beat him see what he's doing you know and uh at that point my memory goes completely blank and about two minutes three minutes later i came to and i was looking at the sky and i thought right away i was like i fell how did i fall you know so I kind of went to get up, and right away, nothing worked. My entire body was just nothing worked, and it was just screaming. So right away, I knew, like, oh, man, I messed up really, really bad. So I got hit with 14,400 volts, and they brought another guy down from another pole. He went up in the bucket truck, got me down. They drove me into this like weird little place in North Dakota where they take sick people just to give them a shot or antibiotics or something like that. So they watched me for like five hours and they ended up getting a doctor to transport me over to the university of uh, Utah. And they put me in the burn center and they started working on me and uh, they were able to save my hands. Actually, they didn't think I was going to live. So they called my mom up to be like, Hey, uh, we need to cut both this kid's hands off or he's going to die. So can we have your permission? And she was on a plane. So they just kept the hands. And within like two weeks of the injury, I was playing video games for rehab. But electricity burns you from the inside out. So my temperature in my arms, both arms were just fried. It was like 105 degrees for about two weeks. So they just. Dude, there's so much yeah. unpack here. I, yeah. I, okay. So and, let, I, I was like, okay, hold on. We're going to get into some stuff. 
So we're going to start with, so you're climbing this thing. You're, you're, you're into uh, racing. You're still racing people. You got to be the best, you know, and you're racing this guy. And what do you think happened? So I got half of the work that I was doing done and I don't know what happened. There's time there. I think I died. Like there's no way to prove or disprove this. But but do you think that you you were looking away and grabbed something you shouldn't have? Oh, I think that I had. They think that I had a piece of metal in my hand and it got too high and made contact with the wire. Now that piece of metal that they think made contact disappeared. It's gone, never to be found. So it kind of acted like a fuse and just. What do you think happened to it? It, I think it just melted like a fuse, just so much electricity, so much energy that it just fried like any fuse would in your house or your car when you set a fault in it. It just bang. So I think you're really died, lucky, like, dude. You are oh, yeah. I mean, beyond lucky. There's a video of some guy in India. Have you ever seen this video where he's oh, yes. on top of a cart and yes. just like nothing, dude, he's just hanging out and he just grabs the line above him and like man i mean within two seconds he is crisp and dead like done like life gone boom falls over everybody runs off freaking out like electricity is not to be effed with right no people have no idea how powerful it is and to be honest we don't really even understand electricity we know how to use it really well but it's and this is going to be a, 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 a like a theme throughout this episode of shit we don't understand but we can still use. You know, we use it for everything, but we don't really understand where it comes from, how it is. It's my my teacher in school said electricity is FM, which is fucking magic. So stay away from it, respect it, be afraid of it. You know, it's fucking magic. Just accept that, move on with your life, and do your job. You know. So there's no real understanding it. So you you got fried, uh, and then you were stuck there, and then yeah. come up and get you. And I think you'll find this interesting real quick. Though, I find I it all out. interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I think I died while I was up there, and I don't remember anything. I mean, there's a blank spot in my memory. Like I've been knocked out before, punched out. I've been knocked out on motorcycles. There's still time there. I felt like I was divorced of time. Like. You know, maybe I got to go stretch my legs in, you know, another dimension or what, who knows. But I think something happened. I just, you know, maybe it's too much. Let me ask you something. In your life, at that moment, did you have anybody in your life you loved very much, you cared for very much, you were, uh, that you were emotionally attached to? This is an interesting point because... Yes, I did, but I was not thinking about them at all. I didn't think about my family. I didn't think about my friends or my life. I'm so used to getting hurt on a dirt bike. Like, I, I destroyed my body my entire life. So when I got hurt, the only thing going through my mind is, I messed up. I'm going to get fired. So I'm begging my <laughs> boss not to fire me the whole way to the, to the ambulance. I'm, like, I'm going to be good. Like, they say when you die, some people do come back. And what happens when you die, they believe is you see everyone you love that's no longer with you. Some people think those are archons trying to trick you to go back into the light so you're reborn. I have no clue what happens. But some people believe that, you know, some people get pitched on, hey, dude, it's better over here. You don't need to go back. And a lot of people don't go back. But some people choose to go back. So. I mean, was there anybody in your life that you cared about that moment that you wanted to come back to be with, all, all kids? Oh, what, of course. Anything of course. like that? I was, I was engaged, so I was going to be married very soon. So, you know, me and my wife, my ex-wife now were divorced, but we were on the rocks at the time, and that was the big working wife trying to manage her while i'm managing power lines. yeah yeah i get that i do get that it's interesting like why people come back you know yeah. i think about my babies i just had and you know i i it's so ridiculous like, they're just born i'm already thinking about when they take my last breath and how sad i'll be that you know they they you know will i meet them in my next life i've just yeah. met them and i'm already 
and I can't remember a time without them. It's a very weird thing when you have kids. You, you and can't have you met them before? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Von Galt said that they're the reason that myself and Von Galt met, and I, I've now gone down this journey into uh, spirituality and Buddhism was, and all that stuff. And she was so electric. I, I wonder if she can help me remember, like, what happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe, dude. I mean, you should hit her up. She said she could, could. help people with past life, past life progressions and all that stuff. I was going to ask you, you, you never had a uh, almost dying experience then? No, no. The closest thing I ever had was I there was there used to be when I was a very young child, I, I, like the biggest slide I've ever seen in my life. It was like not like a water slide, but it was a regular slide. It had to be about two or three stories. I'd say about two stories high. And somehow, some way, they thought it would be a smart idea to have uh, sliding poles that you could slide down the side. This is back when they thought kids were just durable and could take enough to keep on rocking. <laughs> and uh, I was going to go slide down the thing, but I missed my grabbing it, and I, I fell. And I, I don't remember the fall, but I remember waking up. And I can't remember if I cried or not, but I was like, damn, I fell. So I can understand that moment. But electricity is just very interesting. Now, you your were whole talking. body runs. Oh, go ahead. No, go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. I was saying your whole body is electrical chemical battery. So when electricity goes into it, everything goes crazy. It, you know, your nerves go nuts. It just really fries you. And get this too. So when you scratch your feet on the carpet and you get that static charge on the doorknob, that's because you're a battery. So when I touched that line, I had a charge inside of my body when that line let me go. So electricity needs to go to ground. So the closest ground was a nail on the side of the pole. So it just blew a big hole out of the side of my leg and went in the pole. Oh, what? Yeah. The electricity shot out of your leg to the to the nail? Yep, because like, like, it wants to go to ground. Like like the empire? Like, that kind of thing? Exactly really? like that, yes. If you would have been holding another metal, it would have just kept going through you, right? Right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a, that's a tough one. It's about difference in potential. Like you have a certain potential. The line has a certain potential. If you equalize your potential, you can work on that line. So like guys will be in helicopters and they'll need to go work on like 500,000 volt lines. So they'll stick out the side of the helicopter and they'll touch the line with a wand. And then that'll equalize the entire helicopter to 500,000 volts. Then they can step out on the line and go work on it. What? Yeah. Oh, explain that. How does that it's, neutralize it? So essentially, you are in the air, so you're away from ground. So you can be any type of charge at that point. So when you touch that that line, you're now part of it. So once you're part of it, you can move along it however you want, as long as you don't ground yourself. If you ground yourself while you're on that, you're going to disappear. Wow. It's like a bird on a wire, right? Exactly. And there's safety equipment for that. So when a bird touches the wire, the wire goes off. It notices there's something wrong with the wire. I'm going to turn off. And then, you know, this happens at light speed. So just a split second later, it turns back on. If that bird is gone, which it is because it's exploded, the line stays on. If that fault is still there, it tries again, then again, and then it turns off completely. And then a crew knows to come out and take the, you know, branch or the person or whatever off. Damn, dude. Now, was the pay good that you're like, yeah, I'm going to go North Dakota and no. dance with electricity? <laughs> no. I was 30 years old, so I was working. I'm, you know, 15 years older than guys. Not 15, but they're 18, 20-year-olds straight out of the military, and I'm a, you know, recovering drug addict bartender. So I took the first job that they offered me, and they're like, you're going to work a ton of hours, a ton of hours, but you're going to get through your apprenticeship quick. And then you can go be a journeyman and make $75 an hour anywhere in the world, you know? So I was working in North Dakota. I was doing uh, 15 days on, and we were working 12-hour days minimum. We got in trouble if we worked less than 12 hours. And then we would fly back to Idaho, where I live now, and we'd stay here for six days, and then we just kept going back and forth. And it got up to, like, negative 40 degrees. The day I got hurt was negative 40. Damn, dude. Damn. 12-hour days? A negative 40, dude. Minimum 12. We worked 7 to 7 minimum. If you came back to the yard before 7 o'clock, you were working in the yard until 9. What, what hour did you hit it? Do you remember? Was it, were you tired? It, 
it was about like I'd been working uh, 15 hours. And I was on day, and we were after Christmas at this point. So I was on day like 31 or 30 or something like that. We didn't always do 15 on seven out. That was when things were good. I used to have a job like that. It was was three on, three off, three on, three off. And you'd work like like 12, 13-hour days, but you get three days off. And those three days flew. And that's when I – Sorry. It kind of sucked because, like, the day that you got back was just a recovery day, and then you kind of had five days, of, and then you know the last day was kind of get ready to go back again. So it really wasn't that great. It, it was a terrible job. <laughs> I loved the work, and I would still be doing it if I could, but it was a horrible job. But you do that what to get the skills to go become an independent contractor? Well, go work for a better company, like go work for PG&E or, or Southern Cal Edison. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to <laughs> jinx it. I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like I should say this. Yeah. Have you guys noticed that there hasn't been one fire yet in California when we have all with this Corona thing going on? You know, the last couple of years, I mean, good luck going a day without a fire. Now all of a sudden there's no fires anywhere. And our infrastructure has not gotten any better. Our infrastructure has been crumbling. Like the, the lines in California are just, it's so bad. Like people do not understand how close we are to just going to Mad Max. I mean, one little thing and the power's gone. It's gone. And it doesn't come back. Once it's gone, and you know, if the line workers stopped going to work, say COVID it was a, a, a real devastating killer like it, it was supposed to be. If the line workers get sick and don't go to work, we all die. Yeah. I mean, it's just chaos. Well, I have a generator. Does that mean anything? Yeah, that's, that's you know, it's, it's all, right now I'm all about getting the generator, getting, I'm buying cows from across the street for my meat. I'm loading up on my guns and ammo. You know, this thing's going to go bad, you know. Maybe, maybe four years of Trump could, you know, lessen the – the 1984 aspect of everything, but it, it's coming. You know, they're free speech is gone. So crazy. It's just, uh, well, you know what, man? For me, it for me, honestly, dude, I don't know to what extent it is coming. I just know that there are there are non PC people. I mean, there's NPC people, and then there's the the uh, awakened. I don't. I you can't say woke now because yeah, because it's a dirty word. That's all the, the the idiots. But well, you want to see where it's coming? Let's get into DARPA. Let's okay, go. let's get. I want real quick. I just want to talk. You said they they want to save your hands. Your one. Oh, hand. okay. Let's yeah. Let me what keep going mean? on that. So your nerves regenerate for up to a year. So they. I got to a point where I had like I don't know if you can see the screen here, but I've got scars all over mm-hmm. this arm. Yeah. And uh, they were able to save this one. They knew pretty quickly, like, okay, we got the right. It's going to be good. But the left is really, really bad. So they finally brought in a plastic surgeon, and he took everything out of it. All the muscle, all the nerves were just gone. So it was kind of like just curled up like this. And um, so they go, they tell me, nerves regenerate for up to a year. So go do physical therapy. And maybe it comes back, maybe it doesn't, but at least psychologically, you'll know that you tried. So then a year later, my hand is just a mess. It's hurting all the time. I kept burning it and cutting it and stuff like that because I didn't have any feeling in it. And all oh the skin, yeah, and all the skin turned to baby skin because there was no like nerves in it. So I actually burned all my skin off, reeling a hose up. I was just guiding a hose in. And I finally just called my doctor up and I was like, all right, it's time to take it. You know, let's just do it. So I went out to the Mayo Clinic. They started like measuring me for prosthetics. They were doing tattoos and all these fancy equipment and they cut it off, man. And so when I woke up, like I was hurting and all that good stuff. And I had a nightmare of a time in the hospital with my alcoholic ex-wife. And it was just the worst situation you could ever imagine. And uh, so I go to the prosthetist and they're like, okay, let's take the bandages off. And I'm expecting absolute carnage, you know, like they just cut my hand off. So they take the bandage off and there's no blood. There's not even any stitches. He like folded the skin over the top. I don't know if you can see that, but 
Yeah. He folded the skin over the top, and there's literally wasn't even a scar. He super glued it. He didn't even stitch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to laugh, but yeah. what? Yeah, he super glued it. I asked if I could keep the hand. They said no. I wanted to like formaldehyde or something like that. Oh, you know, I have it up in my office. <laughs> now, <laughs> one hand healed, but the other one didn't. Yeah, you know, it just uh, they they couldn't do it. And I mean, if you guys want to go to my Instagram, there's a picture of the bad hand. I don't know if you, you should put it up on the screen. I got I got kicked off of Twitter for for having a picture of it up. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we don't need to see it, but we'll, yeah. we'll have to look for it. Yeah, look for it later. It, it, it's thing to I, it. I'm gonna probably delete it soon um, because, like, my friends so, and family hate looking at it. <laughs> so, so you, you your your hands taken down. You got a tiny little nub. Yeah. Uh, got? Are there any women who are into nubs? By the way, is oh, there like a whole society dude. of nub ladies? They're called devotees. They're all into it. Yeah. So I, my joke is that like I get kicked off of Twitter for showing the picture of my hand, but if I shove my stump up your ass, we're going viral, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, you, you have this nub. Uh, At what point are you introduced to robotics and what it could do to help you? So right away, somebody came in and believe it or not, the the robot hand is is no good. I mean, it's cool. It does cool things, but it literally just does a couple of things. This right here is the gold standard of amputee. It's essentially unchanged except for material science since the Civil War. I mean... You, you literally, you stick it on, you put the shoulder strap over, and if you, you pull it opens, and it's so easy that I can actually throw and catch stuff with it. Really? Yeah, I can. There's a video of it on my Instagram, actually. So, but, I mean, we're seeing all these videos about advancements in robo-technology. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Is it happening? Is it really happening? It's happening. It's happening, but it's not happening in the way that I want it to happen. So, okay. So, tell So, if you want to head over to my Twitter, I got a thread up. So, head over to my Twitter. I've got a thread up. Hold on one second. Hold one second. second. What? I I just want to know what the problem is. Just the regular, like the basic thing. What's that? How much is that? Yeah. Just a normal one. Oh, they don't tell you how much they cost. It's all insurance and, oh. you know, build out hours for the guys who build them. The guys who build them are amazing. They're what awesome. is the one you just took off your arm? The other one? That's, that's the robotic here. So this thing, you can see it's got electrodes in it. So these little electrodes pick up muscle signals. So when I flex my muscle, it oh, picks wow. up signals. And I can still feel my hand there. Even though it's not there, my brain still thinks it's there. It's called phantom limb. It actually hurts all the time. And I'm going to have the spinal cord stimulator put in here pretty soon. They're going to put some battery in my back and shoot me with electricity and trying to get it stopped hurting and all that. Really? So, yeah. so your hand is in pain right now? Yeah, and it's still locked up like it's that old strong hand. You know, I'm not strong. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it hurts. It's it's a real pain, but I still can do the movements. Like I feel the hands, so I can clinch kind of because it's you know. The so right hands. now, you you put this out. You you feel what I'm doing right now. Is that yes. what you feel? Yes. Yes. But there, wow. But just in a, just a a a, a, a rough, like a rough version of it because my brain thinks it's my hurt hand, not my real good hand. So I, I started looking into this right away because it's like, okay, why don't the robot hands do this? You know, like robotics are great. Like, why don't they, they do what they're supposed to? So DARPA is where things start to get crazy. DARPA made this hand called the modular prosthetic limb. I think it was like, I can pull it up here in a second, but it was like, uh, 400,000 or $400 million. I think they spent on this thing. Let me see. 400 million. Now, for those who don't know what DARPA is, it's defense. You go into any technology, and it's all based off DARPA technology. So they did this hand called the modular prosthetic limb. The modular prosthetic limb is over and above the the baddest thing ever built. Said it's advanced with a Nintendo controller. You can't do it, you know. So that's essentially what I've got going on: the Halo hand, Nintendo controller. It just doesn't work. So how do you make that work? You got to go into the brain. 
So they have this thing called the Utah Array. It's a brain-computer interface, and they put it into this woman's mind, and they hook her up to the hand. She can move the hand. She can feed herself. She can do all this great stuff. And not only that, they plugged her into a F-35 flight simulator and let her fly it around. She said she felt like she was Superman just going around, you know? So this is like the basis of cyborg technology. So this, oh, this, so that's the future then, right? Yes, this is, yes. This is a proof of concept. We can connect a robotic limb to a human brain. We did it. Here's the information. So now enter Elon Musk, all these other weird people who are, you know, who knows what they got going on. But their whole goal is to make that Utah array, which can't be left in your mind. This is a, That was a temporary thing, just showing that we can do it. They want to go in and let it be in there permanently for me. You know, they're going to start with people like me, essentially, but they want it for you. They want it for everybody. But the deal is DARPA could not test this on soldiers. I mean, you think about a soldier, that's like the worst person to test it on, like an able-bodied person. You can't test it. Soldiers don't want that crap. So you got to go to the private sector. You got to go to people like me who are hurt, who are wanting this type of thing. I want to be able to use a hand again. How do I do that? Do I have to do the Neuralink thing? You know, then then you got to do what you got to do. So there's all kinds of companies building these things right now. Facebook when when you're talking, can you put on the thing on your the 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 black hand so I can see how you? Not use right it? now. I can't. It's it's a process to put it on. It takes oh. like five minutes to put it on. I have to use. I've got this little parachute here, so I okay. put the parachute on my arm and then I hook it to a doorknob and I have to kind of finagle it on. It has to have a tight fit for those electrodes to hit the muscle. Interesting, dude. And you know what else is interesting about it? So you you wear a ring. You've worn a ring before. Yeah. You know, like your ring weight can fluctuate. Your, your ring size can fluctuate throughout the day. So for an amputee, like that weight thing is big. Like I have to be really in control of my weight, five pounds up or down, and I can't wear my prosthetics. Like they do a good job of of putting these little holes in them to make them expand and everything. Oh, but, wow. I never thought you know, about that. Yeah. If I gain or lose five pounds, that thing just doesn't fit anymore. So I've got to be uh -oh. on my weight. Wow. And, you know, like some people fluctuate 10 pounds up and down a day. That's just, you know, how they are. So what are uh, – so DARPA does this. And, you know, you just start hearing about linking humans up. We've had people yeah. on here that want to do transhumanism. That stuff is so freaking out there. These people are insane. Like they're they're literally insane. Well, they you want know, AI Jeffrey to rule the world. Big, and yeah, he was. And 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 here's the thing too. He was all into you know doing his genetics over and over again. How do you come on that experiment? You don't just land on that. You do all kinds of experiments. So what's a body to that guy? You know, like if you're creating stuff, you're making your you know cloning people and shit like that. What's a body to that guy? You know, that body they show us, they bring a guy on TV and say, do an autopsy. I mean, come on. Like, I, I just, the first thing I thought of that was this dude's a transhumanist. The body's nothing to this dude. And where's this freaking black book? You know, where does it go? The guy dies and he doesn't have a kill switch? Come on. The whole thing is just shady as shit. Doesn't even make sense. And, you know, we're just entering some real sci-fi stuff. You know, you brought up, uh, you know, where we're going, 1984. You know, I mean, we can say whatever we want about conspiracy theorists. I am probably one. I, I like to consider myself a spiritual skeptic, okay? I question everything all the time. Uh, you know, I'm going to make a video today about, you know, I'm not, you know, are, are you conservative? Are you, are, are you liberal? Are you Republican? Are you Democrat? I'm nothing. I, I have common matter. sense. I'm common yeah. sense. Whatever the issue is, what's the common sense answer to that? That's. And sometimes that will be conservative. Sometimes that will be liberal. Uh, I don't like. And anything. sometimes it's not going to be uh, a popular opinion, even though it's common sense. Yep. You know, yeah, a lot of my sense. opinions are very unpopular, yeah. but they're common sense based. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. You know, and what I mean over the last like year, we've had the Pentagon, the CIA, release documents for whatever purpose we they may be. Uh, we've had people release about that we live in a simulation, that we live in some kind of giant computer program, that, uh, you know, there's a giant pedophile uh, ring running the world. Uh, you know, 
there is now an alien uh, uh, structure or, or, or equipment somewhere somewhere else. This is all come out. This is conspiracy people. Conspiracy people have been talking about forever. Yeah, I mean, and and the alien thing really gets at me because when I'm researching all the, you know, I started looking into robot hands and you get into DARPA and you just find so many crazy things. Like, I I, I don't know that we're going to ever know if, you know, say a UFO shows up in the sky today. Are we ever going to know if it's really a UFO or if it's DARPA tech, government tech? I mean, how do you really know? I, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, I, do too. I, I, I believe we are witnessing in real time the attempt to pull off Project Bluebeam. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's, that doesn't mean that al- uh, aliens don't exist. No. Aliens could be working with this to pull and off they, this thing. And, and the government could also have no idea what's going They could be just as much in the dark as the rest of us. And, you know, this AI thing, too, like I'm torn on AI. Some days I think that AI is way harder than they thought it was going to be, and they're kind of grasping at strings. And sometimes I think the AI is running the whole thing. Well, you know what? Uh, a point that kind of fits what you're saying right there is I saw someone put out uh, – uh, Facebook put out an ad, which they were going to – pay somebody, I think it was $100,000, they could figure out a way to help AI read memes. That's insane. Now, now think now, about, think about that. This, this super advanced, uh, you know, or, this super advanced technology can't read pictures. It's insane. Right? I mean, Orny Adams has a great bit about it. Like, he'll worry about AI when they can start doing that stupid stuff you got to do to prove you're on like when you're going to do a credit card or what's that yeah. stuff called johnny where they verification or something yeah what Cap- is that capture 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 uh, you know it's like they can't even like they they can't even do capture yet i have this whole theory that there is as much smoke screen involved in how advanced technology is in the u.s government and that they're always yeah. like hey they man. don't want us to know they don't want us to know what they got going on and the thing with darpa too is is they don't release something until they have supremacy in it. They're not going to give it up and let any other country look at it. That's what they do with stealth. It's what they do with GPS. It's what they do with the internet. It's what they're going to do with everything. And well, I think know, my real theory is, is that the human mind is the greatest thing in the universe. I, I, I literally think that the human mind is the real goal for these people. I've listened to Elon Musk. I've listened to Regina Dugan, Justin Sanchez, all these top people who are researching these things and they all talk about unlocking the secrets of the human mind and i really think like if you look at the human genome project you know they do paul allen's dna and what what can you do with that not much you need another one to compare it to so they do another one and then you need a you know millions of them to compare it to before you really learn anything so i think with these brain computer interface devices you're going to start getting them into the population and they're going to start mapping what we're thinking what we're doing how things work and once they have a huge swath of the population, you know, maybe they take that information and then they can make the AI. Well, my whole opinion is, like, I think there's a lot of what you're talking on right about right there. And I also believe there's a lot of smoke and mirrors to control the public. Yeah. Right? So they put out a lot of information, maybe touting more information than they actually have or – more all we you know we're we're 50 years ahead of you guys you guys don't even know what we're having well if we all know that their goal is complete and utter control yeah why wouldn't they just come in and just lock everything down why why would i and you're like well sam we're in a lockdown now but that i mean i'm talking like straight up i think i think that we are still as as a, as a species, we're not domesticated enough yet. I think that we still need domestication before they can really come in and throw the hammer down on us, you know. And, and well, especially I mean, here getting, in America, we're wild. Look at us. Look at the streets. We're wild. Well, I think a lot of that is uh, I think what, what they're taking are small little blocks of chaos 
and making it look like it's everywhere. I mean, yeah, because you get chaos and then people ask for your help. Oh my God, I'm scared. Look at this. Please come in and help me. And then you add in the Patriot Act or who knows what they're going to call the next Patriot Act. You know, well, if you they know, even bother to do it anymore, like, you know, I, people will tell me, Oh, that's unconstitutional. It's like, when, did, when was the last time you heard that argument stand up, you know? Well, whatever they call it, you know, it won't sound like anything that it's actually is. You no. know, it will be like control and domination, but they call it like the Little Miss Sunshine Bill or something like yeah. that to get everybody yeah, to, I mean, you know, believe you know. in it. So DARPA and um, cyborgs, tell me a little bit more about them, like, and stuff you understand about that. I mean, we so, see where they're that like people have severed their spine now, and the technology that they're trying to get to where they could have like you know, um, robotics so they could still yeah. walk and stuff like that. So they're working hard on, like, power armor, stuff like that. Um, you've got, you know, it's a lot of proof of concept things because, again, the military is not a great testing ground, and they want to get it out into the market. So they'll show, hey, look, we can do this. And a lot of times you're never going to see the actual project that leads to the breakthrough. So, like, in Neuralink, for example, they're building on that brain-computer interface program that DARPA did with the temporary BCI. So now they've got something that can go in there and stay permanently. So we know about that study that showed that they could use the robot hand, but where did the study where they showed that they could leave something in a brain permanently come from? We don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe somebody knows. Somebody obviously knows, but I don't. And they make it very hard for you to find this shit. Like, it's, it's not that confusing once you learn the basics of it, but they make it sound like it's way harder than it actually is, so you don't even look into it. And then when you do look into it, it's just spread everywhere. you got to pay to read this paper. you got to pay to read that paper. Something's buried down here. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but Google, they only let you search, like, what, 10 pages now? And then it's they'll say 40,000 results, and then it's like, here's 10 pages, and then you're done. That's all we're going to give you. Well, uh, have you seen those uh, robot suits that you put on and all of a sudden you can lift 100 extra 50 pounds? Yeah, and those are primitive still. And the reason they're primitive is because they're using technology that's like in my hand. And they're they're plugging them into computers so they can, you know, kind of shoulder the burden of the processing power that it takes to work something yeah. like that. The, the real goal is it, once you go into the brain with something – then everything is possible. Like they, the hand is is one of the the most complex things in nature. The human hand it does you know twenty one degrees of freedom. So if you can make a hand do this with robotics, you can do anything with robotics. Like it literally, imagine anything, and they can they probably have done it already. And I think a lot of it's slow rollout to not scare us. Can you crush a can or how strong can you can you hold something? Oh, with the robot hand, I can crush a can. I can crush a can. I can do curls with it with 10, 15 pounds. I can do push-ups with it on. A weird thing, you'll find this interesting. So since you lose your hand, um, you can't, your arm starts to atrophy. So like you can tell like in the difference here. So I'm just lopsided for life. There's nothing I can do about that because once that hand's gone, you can't grip. You don't have that forearm strength and then all of your muscles just atrophy goes to the shoulder, the back. So there's a lot of weird things that you wouldn't think about. That is crazy, dude. It's all crazy. And it's like, so whenever, you know, there's a very famous um, presentation that happened recently that involved um, the design of like super suits, right? And yeah. I think it's somewhat of what you were talking about, XG, but involved where um, – they, these guys could carry like 400 pounds. And when they presented it, they presented it in a military soldier presentation. And there was a big pushback on that going, why did you have to use this be used for good and yeah. other That's stuff like that? You know, right or stuff yeah. like that and that's which, why they've done this revolutionizing prosthetics program for the most part so it's if you bring out a soldier with a with a brain thing it, it, you know you go what are we doing are we making super soldiers but if you bring out 
paraplegic woman just wanted to feed herself, you know, and she was able to do that goal. She's so happy. It changed your life and all those things. Then people don't start asking questions like, okay, well, what else are you doing this? What are the societal implications? Like if you're going to make a human 2.0, what happens to the human? You know, what happens to the rest of us? How much is this thing going to cost when it comes out? You know, are only the elites going to, do the elites have them already? Elon Musk does that weird thing where he stops and pauses when you ask him questions and then he comes back with a brilliant answer. Is he just Googling shit? I don't know. (laughs) With something like that before the rest of the population had it, you know, just have a a, a script in front of you all the time that a brilliant writer, you know, you've got brilliant people writing for you all the time. And it's just showing up in your mind and, you know, and it's going out of your mouth. You're just a puppet, you know, you could be Bill and Ted's excellent venture instead of, yeah. you know, when they went back and they got all those famous people, like the presentation, <laughs> they're like, this is Genghis going. And I love how Genghis gone. Right. And they're like, Oh my God, man. And Genghis Khan, like, Genghis Khan is just going to come and hang out and explain to you how he, like, killed everybody yeah. who got them all pregnant, you know? But and, the, you know, what happened, and what happens, and what are they doing in China? Because, you know, all of this information that they put out about these, these cyborg programs, it all got released. This is not, you know, secret info. They put it all out there for everyone in the world to read. So what did China do with that information, you know? Who are they testing it on? Because you know they are. Oh, yeah. And, dude, I don't know if you saw it. I can't find anything about China. Did you put that meme up on uh, – somebody tagged me in a meme on Instagram, and it's about this giant dam in China that is right above Wuhan. And they think it's about to blow, but they're like, once that blows, oh. Well, no, no, all the evidence <laughs> is gone. Oh, I didn't even think that. Oh, I mean, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's some brilliant. straight up Clinton thing. They'll burn. Oh, my goodness. They have extra cities. They have extra cities. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's how, that's how, I mean, 9-11, if you look at 9-11, 9-11 was basically, uh, it was three accounting buildings that got hit. Yeah. It was the Pentagon, Building 6, and Building 7 all got hit. And they were all accounting firms. Gone, dude. Just, and this is what they do. I mean, the Clintons burned down their own uh, house one time because it had evidence in it. I wonder what was in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Well, the, I mean, the question is, is that yeah. were those even nuclear bombs? I mean, yeah, some, were they? In it? I mean, they I moved mean, right what back would you in find after that. I mean, they they leveled the entire place, like you said. You know, you want to get into some crazy? Uh, uh, George Floyd in Minnesota. I mean, they yes. burnt down that police department. Guess where all the evidence of the giant um, counterfeit money ring? That was going out of that nightclub that they were talking involving all these DNC politicians. Guess guess where all the evidence was? Oh, in the in the police department building that got burned out. I don't think they're even hiding their shadiness anymore. It's just like you know what, fuck it, let's just burn it all down. And you know what are they gonna do? Nobody gives a shit anymore. I mean, this is but they burned down Tulsi. Remember? What's that? Whole city, Tulsi. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, but that was for some. They don't go fuck. They'll burn Yeah, that that was for the steal all the oil. I was wondering, like early lockdown. My thought was like, how bad do they want this lockdown? Like, if people go out, are they just going to level a building with a tomahawk and they go back inside? You know, like how (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them at this point. Well. The thing that America has that why we don't seem to deal with a lot of the BS that the other world, uh, the other countries do, you know, we don't have leftist guerrilla gangs running around, you know, overthrowing governments and stuff like that. We we have our nope. turmoil, but it's not even close. I lost you guys there. Oh, you there? You're frozen for sure. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. I don't know if that was me. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, did you just appear with a microphone? I feel like, was there one? Oh, no. I've had it the whole time. It's just oh, Jesus, man. That's off. great. But, uh, you know, it's like our markets tend to be less volatile. I, I know everybody's going to tell me about the petrodollar and all that stuff, but 
there's a reason why like England and the United States is like the center of money and stuff like that. They need stability here. They need everybody. They want to stop. You know, so it's interesting. We're yeah, living in interesting times for sure. Stability is not like a, a word that is going to be used very often. What do you think is going to happen next with robotics? Where do you think it's going? Well, I think we're going to see street drones. I think we're going to start seeing, um, you know, cameras everywhere. We're already seeing cameras everywhere. But I think we're going to start seeing more of just a pole with a camera on the top of it. Um, I think we're going to start seeing less police. I think they're going to start moving more policing to cameras and robotics i you know i think those spot dogs i think we'll start seeing those in areas like parks they'll probably start walking around in parks and paint them pretty colors and make the kids you know go over and yeah check i mean them out what you're talking like about is straight up what they're doing in China. yeah i mean you have to you have to sell it with a bow on it you know i mean like you can't just you see Uber robots that deliver food, right, Sam? On the, yeah. on the road? Everyone always looks at them like it's the creepiest thing. Yeah, well they are. I mean the weirdest yeah, thing. I, I I mean I think I think soon that I, 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 people are thinking that troops are gonna be in the streets pretty soon, but I don't think we're gonna see troops in North Aren't areas they all like here. I mean, not where I'm at. Like, all of this stuff, you, you could watch the news in my house. If I never left my house, I would think the world was on fire right now. But I go outside and everything's normal. So right. I don't think I'm going to see troops on my streets anytime soon. But I think I'm going to start seeing cameras on my streets soon, you know. Wow. I think that, you know, I, I, I really don't like, like, these ring cameras that you have on your door. You know, you're just making a map of the entire neighborhood with those things. You know, kids are outside playing in the streets and... Uh, those things are creepy to me. All these cameras are creepy. I mean, everybody was scared about microchips, you know, and, and I think like a, a lot of this microchip talk or these dermal, you know, things for Corona, I think a lot of that is big ass type of things like, hey, we're going to put it inside, you know, a chip inside of you. And then we freak out and they go, ah, never mind. It's just going to be a vaccine, you know? So, I, I mean, I think chips are never really going to happen because why would you force somebody to get a chip when you can get them to buy what, how much does an iPhone cost now? You know, two grand. So I don't, I don't know that they're going to start like chipping us and everything like that. But you know, the news is definitely getting tightened. I think it's for me. I'm more focused about securing my neighborhood, my immediate area. I want to make sure that my neighborhood is safe. I've, I've got a place to buy food. That people are growing food, and because I just don't trust any of this stuff. Yeah, you know, I don't trust any of the stores right now. I don't trust the government. Oh well, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, here's the whole thing. That's what you should do, and that's what everybody should do. Everybody should get off social media, okay? I, I, I dip my toe in social media because I just like to, you know, wreck shop and just smack uh, uh, trolls. It's something I enjoy. But more and more I'm getting off, and I'm just going to use it to promote uh, shows. I haven't watched the news in, in who knows how long. I have zero desire to ever do that again. And the only thing I care about right now, honestly, is the opinion of my family and some of my close friends. Outside of that, I'm completely detached of any emotional attachment to anything. I just I, I agree involved with in it. And a it, point that I make a lot is that people, and this has been studied, people care more about their dogs than their family for the most part. So all this talk about we care about people and all that, that only lasts for so long because in the end nobody really gives a shit about anybody else you know well you have your I tertiary mean, like we care about everything but in the end it's really about you your your girls your your family your area well, yeah, you yeah, take yeah. care of yourself i don't mean we don't care about other people in the, in the broad sense we obviously care about other people but in the end i i think that a lot of this talk about we need to protect this and protect that. All these people in the, in the streets screaming about, you know, protecting these people. And I don't think any of those people really care about people. They don't. And they're lost. You know? They're yeah, really lost. They they're angry. And, you know, I get that. I've, I've been sitting here for five years in pain and I've watched everything and I've been able to think about it deeply. And, and, you know, like you said about social media, social media is very bad. Like, I'm here in my house 24-7, and, 
And I, I'll do a, a couple tweets a week sometimes if I've got a good joke or if there's an article I see. Nobody pays attention to my social media. I, don't, I love that tweet you had the other day where you were like, hey, uh, I'm not being shadow banned. I just suck because that's totally me. Like I just suck. I've been sucking <laughs> in social media since 2003. <laughs> you know? But, you know, I'm out in my backyard eight hours a day working on the yard, doing things. And, I, you know, I could be sitting here on on – social media all day hammering away on Twitter and I could probably get good at it. You're but not gonna in the end, anybody, dude. Yeah, no, you're not gonna change anybody's mind. That's the that's the thing that really gets me nuts is like thinking you're gonna change somebody's mind with a political app. Like anybody. the only thing I fight for, dude, are is against child sex trafficking. That's the only thing. Because those kids have no no say there like I said, there's this big Friday And um, you're demonized on, for doing it, which is insane. Well uh, hey man, here's the whole thing, dude. I think we gotta like start sitting around and uh start changing our perspective on everything. Cause like I look back, I go, the people that would be demonizing us are working in the old, in the old model, the new model, yes. which is the new model, which is peer to peer. Okay. This and it's not even really the new model. It's kind of the old model. Talk radio, oh, yes. just the spoken yes, yes. word, you know? It's it going old. back to what works. And I think this whole social media medium is, is going to change drastically when Trump's out of office. I think Facebook and Twitter are going to be done for when he's out. And we're going to look for a new medium completely. Not a new Twitter, not a new Facebook, but a different kind of interaction. Whether it's virtual, whether it's, you know, I don't. who knows what it is. I think Brian Redman's got a good idea of doing that virtual reality field. You know, not many people know about that stuff yet. And, and you know, that could be the future. He's always in front of it, dude. He's always in front of it. Here, here's yeah. the whole thing, dude. Listen, we can't save anybody. I only save, try to save kids because they're powerless. It's like these foster kids and these child protective services kids, they're all being, like, used and abused. I fight for them because no one else will. Outside of that, I can't control anything. I don't know what's real. I don't know if the rest of the world is awful. We get told we're bombing this, we're bombing that. And I believe that is real. Um, but at the end of the day, I can only control what's in my life and in my world. And it doesn't mean I'm, uh, I'm shallow. I don't care. If Man, given a choice, if there's something I could do to try to, you know, stop the bombing in Yemen, I will do it. You need me to march on something, I'm going to do it. Okay? But right now... The truth of the matter is, it's like every, it's out of my control and I can't save anybody. I got to save myself. I have to save the people I care about, the guys on the show, my babies at home, people, my family, you know, and it's not shallow. It's just like, if I put all my energy into saving everybody else, I tend to lose myself and I, I become very unhealthy. I just yeah. got to focus on the here and the now and where I am right now. I like to just study I'm starting to read books more. I'm starting to just study this beautiful whatever we live in. Yeah. That to me you know, is the most I, important shit. Outside of that, dude, it's just like you doing your garden is the most zen stuff you could ever do. Us, us, listen, man, it all comes out in the wash. It just does. Okay? And these people are doing bad things. It's all going to come out. Well, Hitler died. Well, you know what, man? Hitler's legacy forever is to be seen as the worst human being ever. And that means something. His whole family changed their name. Nobody owns them. That's a legacy that I wouldn't wish on anybody. Okay. And there's these some dark arts people that dude, all these real powerful people coming back, bringing pain, suffering to the world. They're going to come back in another life and be some cow that gets slaughtered. And they're going to have to start from zero everybody's going to be judged at some point. Yeah. Some, I mean, we're not even talking about bacteria. I'd no. have to work their way all the way back. Oh, that's actually kind of scary. You remember uh, what was, I think it was uh, Prince. One of those princes said in his memoirs, when I die, I want to come back as a virus so I can wipe out 80%. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? That's, those, that's how these people think, you know, bacteria. I think in the end, yeah, I think in the end, good will prevail. But I think oh, we're will, gonna dude. be looking at I think we're gonna be looking at rough times. You know, dude, I hope listen, I'm wrong. But listen, listen. 
there was a time where Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, right, was killing everybody. Uh, dude, like, there's always been bad people doing bad. And it's all gonna blow up in their face. Look how many scumbags who were like cutthroat douchebags. Their kids grew up all to be just worthless garbage because they spent no time loving them. They were too busy trying to ruin the world. And, and dude, that's your legacy, dude. That's your legacy. Stop changing people. Everybody said it the same. They come to you. Stop changing people. Stop trying to make people conspiracy theories. They come to you. Now everybody's coming to me. Oh, you hear Wayfair? What about now they're asking me everything I've been telling them. People have been trying to change me my whole life. You know, they've been trying to, people tried to get me to quit doing drugs for years, but in the end, it, it, it came down to me wanting to quit. You know, I, yeah. I don't try and change people anymore because I just look at the past of people trying to change me or trying to control me, and it, it just backfires. You know, every time it just backfired. And that's some people's, it's some people's uh, programming, dude. You know, it's, there's something inherently wrong, I think, with somebody who thinks not only that I know what's best for you, but also that you need to give me money so I can, you know, win a position to tell you what's best for you. It, it, it's, a, it's a very, very strange dynamic of person when you get into power. You know, power is a very, very scary drug. Yeah, man, you just got to live your life. And, uh, you know, man, you treat people well. You know, we're all here to learn the secrets of the universe, and the secrets are love thy neighbor, treat them like you would want to be treated, and help others. And if you do that, you're going to be... All that old, boring stuff that nobody wants to listen to. Yeah, it's and that's just the that, best that's way to do it. Because that's how... Tried and true. It's been a long con game by these very yeah. dark arts people getting everybody done. with each other. No, it's they're a lot of that, but I feel like their power is. I feel, I really do believe Trump is going to be the last of the two-party presidents. I don't think the Democrats can ever come back from this. This is their hell they're, 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 they're done. Gone. And then eventually people will see the Republicans are scumbags too. And we'll be yeah. over parties. I mean, we don't need I, parties. And we'll I just in, go there. I live in Boise, and uh, so I, I smoke weed because my hand hurts all the damn time. So... We have horrible, horribly strict marijuana laws in Unbelievable. Idaho. But I live a half an hour from Oregon border, and I can drive over to Oregon and buy weed legally. So my medicine changes from medicine to an illegal substance by crossing a river. I mean, until that's rectified, like, I, don't, I want no part of you. you know? Texas is amazing, dude. All these guys are moving to Texas. Weed is, like, illegal there. I love yeah. Texas. I love the people yeah. of Texas, but it's like, but the Republicans how are you the great. biggest saying you still don't legalize weed? Yeah, I mean, somebody asked me if I was going to vote for Trump the other day, and I said, you know, I, I, I've never voted, and I probably never will, but I just can't vote for somebody that is going, that is okay with my state putting me in jail for having marijuana in my car, you know? And even if I like 99% of what you say, you're still... Letting me go to jail, so I can't do it, you know. We gotta stop waiting for people to save us. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the, the lockdown was a great thing for me because right away I said, I'm not going to these stores. Like, these stores are, they may not have food. And I went out and I searched and I found a butcher and I started getting my meat from a butcher that's local. He grows his, he grows his beef right next to my house. I found another, like, um, people that grow vegetables and fruits. So I get my vegetables and fruit from another place right down the street from my house. And, you know, I've only been having to go to the grocery store every couple of weeks. And uh, it's, it's, it's far better food. I mean, the, the quality of food, when you get a steak at, 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 um, at uh, like, Walmart, I cook it on the grill, and my whole house is full of smoke. I go to the butcher, I cook a steak, and it's clean. There's no smoke in my house, and you eat it, and you just feel better. You feel good. You know, the, the fat tastes good. You feel like you've actually got some energy in you. You know what, man? You just remind me. I ordered a bidet, and it hasn't come. I ordered it like four or five months ago. I want to get off toilet paper, man. I'm tired. Oh. Somebody's got to start doing toilet paper. I'm like, I hate toilet paper. 
Oh, I got off toilet paper. I got off toilet paper years ago. I got a hemorrhoid, so I had to get off of that. I, I'm, I'm bidet <laughs> I'm about to bidet too, man. I got bidet like a mofo. Hey, Nick, man, great show today. Do me a favor. Tell everybody about uh, where they can find you. I'm at T1 Robotics. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really care. I, I'm not on there very much. <laughs> Go to search Diary of a One-Armed Madman on Google. That's where I write. I'm a writer. I peck everything out with one finger. I'm writing a book about my life. I do uh, fictional short stories. And I'm following this brain-computer interface stuff. This is my story. I'm on this. You know, I, I may have one at some point. So this is going to be a long story. You're not going to be able to hear about it on my Twitter or my Instagram or anything like that. So sign up to my email list on the Substack. That's where, you know, I'll write out a, an essay about a new study or, you know, you can learn about me a little bit more. So that's Diary of a One-Armed Bad Man. It's on Substack.com. Hi, Nick. You're a G. I appreciate you coming on. Hi, Nick. You're a G. Oh, I appreciate oh, you coming on and spend some time telling your story. My pleasure. I had a great time. And we'll uh, do it again soon, brother, okay? Yeah, man. I'm free anytime. I'm always here. All right, brother. Thanks. We'll, so I'll, I'll let you know when I get that spinal cord stimulator. Dude, let can, me know about that. We, I, Nick, yeah, we can, we can get into that. Nick Meyer, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hat, Tim foil hat, Tim foil hat.